Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Andy Bush here with Home Time uh, on Absolute Radio on a funny old Monday afternoon. I think being on the radio the day after losing the final of a major tournament on penalties uh, is always going to be a bit of a tough order. But I genuinely feel like we should all take pride and in, in positives in what's happened over the past few weeks during the Euros. Firstly, I'd say uh, England's journey to the final, hugely welcome distraction for the nation. You know, we've all been trapped in the house and thoroughly depressed for the past 18 months. Everything's been cancelled. We spent ages bickering about everything on Facebook, so it's been nice to see everyone kind of pull together and get excited for the same thing for once. Uh, I do think a New England has kind of emerged from the horrors of the past, you know, the poise and control and dignity of how Gareth Southgate and his team have conducted themselves. It's been an inspiration, actually, and enough, hopefully, to drive away the spectre of that night in Turin and 30 years of hurt and all that kind of stuff. We can look forwards now. Also, we lost on a penalty shootout, which is a, a bit of a lottery. You know, congratulations to the Italians. I think probably they edged it, the better team, on, on the night, but Two goals conceded in the whole tournament in open play. Actually, one of them was a free kick. Uh, and the World Cup just around the corner should be excited, I think. We should be grateful. I don't know if you feel the same kind of way. I also feel, though, on a slightly more serious note, that um, we're at a crossroads. We've, we've shed the skin of kind of brave but rubbish England in a footballing sense. But there's another bit of our past that I think we need to wash our hands of as well. And unfortunately, that's racism. It's been I've been so proud of England during this tournament. But the comments aimed at Saka and Rashford and Sancho after the penalty shootout last night were just awful. So embarrassing for genuinely embarrassed and it's an awful feeling after having such a good tournament and you think to yourself like who are these people you think about your friends and all that kind of thing like who says stuff like that to another human being i mean i look at my friends and think surely no one i know would would say something like that and hurt someone in that way and the sad answer is that they kind of look like the rest of us they're kind of walking amongst us and you wouldn't even know it uh, you know, you talk about viruses. They are the virus, these people. And it's not up to just up to social media companies to block the comments or employers to sack those who've done it. I think the onus is on us now to kind of call it out, break the cycle. You know, at home, in the workplace, in the pub, WhatsApp groups, and kind of stand up to it. Because it genuinely has to stop. I don't know about you, I want that England team to represent us around the globe, how people see us, do you know what I mean? Multicultural, inclusive, intelligent, respectful, skillful, good at what we do, go about our business in the right way. Uh, and I think we work together to close the gap between where the England team are at the moment and the rest of us by standing up to this nonsense. It'll be a good thing. So, look, positives today. Uh, thank you to England for the distraction and the adventure. Onwards and upwards to the World Cup. It's home time on a Monday night. Only after your good news, then, this first hour of the show to combat what I described earlier on as the national hangover. So let's have your good news. What's positive? I'm only taking positives today. Uh, Daisy Rose says, my good news, I've been accepted to study for my PGCE teacher training in September. Hooray. Uh, she adds, I'm a 51-year-old mum of six, so it's been a long time in the planning. Good on you, Daisy. And Lloydie says on a personal level, uh, I completed my marine biology diploma 20-odd years after being laughed at by the careers advisor for even suggesting this as a career. Lloydie, mate, we are proud of you. One big family here on Home Time. If you've got a, big good, a bit of uh, good news to share with the group, I'd love to hear from you tonight. Uh, Pauline Horsham says, uh, Bush, I was expecting to be fired today. Instead, I got away with a one-week suspension without pay. Positive wins. I've got to find out a bit more about that. Let's see if we can get Paul on the phone and get, get the goss. Uh, Claire says, my husband has been away working in Southeast Asia. Last time it was for seven months, but he's coming back for good at the end of July and he's just booked his return flight home. Love it. 
Lawrence. And Fruity, which is a cracking name on Twitter, says, At 49 years of age, I finally got married for the first time to my best friend recently. Loving this. Uh, another Nick has texted, this is lovely. He says he got home last night with no keys between four of us, managed to coach the youngest son to climb through the first floor bathroom window, like a little chimney sweep, got in without breaking anything, and I get to justify my regular moan that leaving the window open is a security problem. Double win. Argument one at home there, love that. Uh, Dan says, uh, I had a 12p pay rise at work. Every penny counts. Good on you. Another Danny has got in touch here. Says, Bush, me and my partner have been trying for ages to get pregnant. Just about to start our first round of IVF, but found out a couple of weeks ago we managed to fall pregnant naturally. An absolute winner. Oh, good on you. A chuff you here. Well done, mate. That's brilliant news. Uh, this one says, Andy, Jack the Gardener from Bromley here. My good news is that my... Potosporum has just flowered. If that's a medical thing, like producer Nick, mate, you are on a morning. And Todger on Twitter says, I was very concerned that the Pilsner I brewed at home had spoiled, but I tasted it about an hour ago and it's fine. Bowered it up, it's ready in six weeks. It's good news. Richard says he gets to see his parents on Friday for the first time since August. He's going to be a blubbering mess. God bless him. Uh, do you remember I read that message out from listener Paul earlier on? He said he nearly got sacked, but he got saved. I'm not, I couldn't just leave it at that. You wouldn't want me to leave it at that. Got to find out more details. I'm glad to say he's back on the line now. Uh, Paul, tell everyone what happened. Uh, so uh, about six weeks ago, I made an errant Facebook post um, at the expense of my employer. Um, right. And uh, they've been gracious enough to let me keep my job. Um, I'm going to have to pay penance, uh, obviously, but... Um, Yes, I'm still gainfully employed. So, I mean, I, I don't want to dig too deep into it. You made an errant Facebook post on behalf of your uh, the company you work for or your employer. What what kind of thing was it? What did you do that was the mistake? Uh, I, I basically uh, uh, made a comment about a technical issue at work very publicly uh, in a frustrated way. Right. Um, obviously, I can't repeat it on national radio and made the issue even worse. Yeah. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for, for the understanding. That's great. So it's almost like if you were in the photocopier industry, it's like someone putting on Facebook. The PX16 uh, black and white copier is just not up to speed for the current state of copiers at the moment. Niche within the industry, but quite inflammatory at the same time. Exactly that. Exactly that. And that's the issue that I, uh, that I made to defend myself because they said, well, this could have gone viral. I like... <laughs> No one would know what I was talking about. <laughs> well, it's, it's good to know that you're still still trucking. You haven't been cancelled as of yet. A close call, Paul, but I, pres- I think you've learned your lesson. Do you, do you think you've learned your lesson now? Oh, yes, I've learned my lesson, and uh, I, I will take my slap on the wrist and never do it again, sir. Good lad, you serve your penance, and cheers for listening. <laughs> Can I be serious for just a second? And I, and I mean this, honestly. I have a sixth sense. And I'm not joking, I genuinely believe I have this skill. Uh, It's like an ESP, it's a spidey sense, it's a premonition type thing. Uh, But there's no way for me to prove this or anything at all. It's not like I can sit down and, and, you know, under scientific conditions prove it. So I'm just going to have to get you lot to trust me on this. Here's my sixth sense. I know when people are about to do something stupid when driving. I can sense it. I can almost see it. So, you know, in the movie Sixth Sense, he says, I see dead people. For me, it's, I see stupid people. So, I mean, I cycle to work every single day. And let me tell you, you have to be on your guard cycling around central London. And I'm not going to get into it. Cyclists are just as bad as people driving and stuff as well. But you've just got to be on your guard. 
Uh, so I can just tell when people are going to do something. I can just sense it in my bones, even when I'm driving, so I can just see it. Like, in my mind, that old lady's going to do a U-turn, and then she does. It's really, really weird. Uh, I've just put it out on Twitter. Amanda says, I have this too, Bush. I think cars have body language. So I just wanted to open the floor. In terms of science, for this hour of the show, if you have a sixth sense with anything, something that makes your spidey senses tingle, tell us about it. Dave says, my nan used to say she could smell the rain just before it actually did rain. Naturally, I thought this was nonsense, but now I can smell the rain too. Can you smell the rain or anything like that? Can you sense when people are about to do something a bit weird when it comes to driving? Ashley says, three years ago, I broke my finger badly. A surgeon pinned it back together. Uh, I slipped and left a chunk of drill in my hand when she was actually doing the operation. And when nowadays, when it's about to storm, the metal drill shard expands and my hand aches. So she can tell when the weather's going to change, like a barometer. Uh, Marcus says, I have a sixth sense for people outside our house. No matter what time of day it is, I can look out the blinds and someone be walking past. Last Saturday, I got up for work at half five in the morning, had a cursory lookout, and yes, somebody's walking past the house. It's like spidey senses. And this is this is an interesting one if your sixth sense can kind of work into your line of work, uh, your career. Nick says, I can tell a shoplifter by the way they take items off the shelf, even sometimes how they go to pick an item up. What about that if you're on the old CCTV cameras? And Sean says, I can predict when I'm in trouble at work. It normally starts with an email asking if I'm free for a chat. They're the worst, aren't they? Even if it turns out to be fine, you think about it all day. Could I grab you uh, just after the show? Is that okay? Worst email ever, that is. I can get that one, Sean. Vaughny says, on holiday, within seconds of being in the hotel reception checking in, I know which family are going to be the annoying idiots, and I've had to change that to a more family-friendly word, around the pool and during the evening's entertainment. Uh, Neil has then followed up with another tweet saying, visual signs, the five kids wearing the latest designer clothes, running a mock, the dad's already got his T-shirt off displaying his tats. Mum's got uh, that chewing a wasp look, and the kids are called Daisy May or Lily Ann. It's taken a little bit too far there, but I think it's quite important and almost quite healthy to have a holiday enemy when you go abroad, when we're all finally allowed to go abroad again at some point in the future. If you can sense stuff, tell us about it on the show tonight. Carl says, and this is, this is amazing, he says, I can feel in my body when a TV is on upstairs. And I don't mean because I can hear it, I can just feel the electricity being used up. Is that a dad skill? Is that some kind of economy thing? Uh, George says he's, an ama- he's got an amazing sixth sense for paying for a film the day before it's on film four for free. <laughs> Love that one. Uh, we've got JB on the line. JB, tell everyone about your incredible sixth sense. It's a slightly odd one, uh, and I'd only discovered it in France a few years ago. So when camping at various sites, there were always um, rows of, of toilet cubicles and uh, one of them would invariably be one of the kind of the French hole-in-the-ground type toilets. <laughs> and uh, and weirdly, I always seem to find that one first without opening the door and just, just seem to know that it was going to be one of those French hole-in-the-ground ones. So is this, is this good luck or bad luck? Because you're obviously trying to avoid the French hole-in-the-ground-based toilet, I presume. Yeah, very Well, I consider it bad luck because uh, I tend to uh, I tend to poo for quite a long time. Brilliant, and, uh, thanks for that. And, and it really... Yeah, no problem. And it really was... Uh, it was quite hard work to kind of maintain that position. Okay. Uh, I found my, my, my thighs would be kind of shaking quite a lot and that sort of thing. Well, listen, what a, what a fantastically illuminating call for us to have on this Monday night on Home Time. Thank you so much for that, JB. No worries. You take it easy. 
I wanted to tell you about this. My friend Pete has come up with what he thinks will make a cracking phone-in idea or a topic for the Home Time Show. Uh, to be fair, this, this has come up in our little uh, lads' WhatsApp chat group, and I think he might be onto something. So much so that I've asked Pete to record it in a little voice note memo that he sent to me on WhatsApp a bit earlier on. I'm going to play it to you now. So here we go. This is Pete's idea for a phone-in for this final hour of the show. Take it away. Hi, Bush, it's Pete here. I had an idea for a phone-in. I was about to change into my third pair of shoes for the day and I thought, what's the biggest number of pairs of shoes you've ever worn in one day? I have a head start because I wear a pair of old trainers as slippers around the house. Flip-flops, wellies and slippers don't count. I'm talking about actual pairs of shoes. Can anyone beat three? So there you go. Pete has worn three shoes, three sets of shoes during the course of one day. I think he could be onto something here. You might be thinking, I'm not getting involved in that, but it's too late because you already thought about it. What is the most amount of shoes you've worn across the span of one entire day? Interesting take on this from other people. Liam Wimbledon says, Bush, I'll raise the bid with four pairs of shoes. Usual Saturday, trainers to pedal to the gym, boxing boots at the gym, Timberland boots for football in the afternoon, Blue suede desert boots for out-out in the evening. Just allow that set of footwear to settle in a, a, a little bit of everyone, folks. Imagine that in your mind. Well done, Lee. Paulie says, uh, an old-school Saturday, trainers in the morning for a run, 6 till 7, whatever to drive to golf, then golf shoes, 9 till 11, smarter trainers for the pub and footy between 1 and 6, Home uh, dinner, shower, then shoes for the club, or you're not coming in. Maybe wore slippers if they count as well. So he's looking at five or six pairs of shoes ac across the course of one day, which I think might be the leader at the moment. So uh, we're going to wrap this up fairly soon. If you feel that you've worn a bigger number of pair of shoes in a single day than poorly there, which is five or six, don't dismiss it. Have a little think about it, because when you think about it, the numbers are there. And there's some interesting stuff coming into the show. Steve Harrison says on Twitter... For me, Bush is five. Motorbike boots to ride to and from work. Work boots when I get there. Then a different pair of work boots uh, when my new ones were delivered. Trainers to go out in in the evening. Slippers to go out and put the bin out before bed. I just find it fascinating to see people's you know varying approaches to uh, footwear. And this is really interesting with that in mind from Tessa Dowling who's tweeted the show, to say, guys, I hate shoes. The best days are the days you can get all the way through without having to put on any shoes at all. And I feel like, you know, if we've looking at the success of hashtag shoe chat in this particular hour of the show, maybe Tess has hit on something there, a bit of, bit of gold for later on in the week. If you've been, done an entire day without wearing any shoes at all, your thoughts on this, please. The sky's the limit with this content. A lot of people have been getting involved. Ultra Magnus says, Bush, yesterday I wore four pairs. Walking around Sainsbury's train, taking the rubbish out uh, with slip-on trainers, changing my mind about the above trainers and putting on a different pair. I didn't want bin juice on them. Walking up to the back of the garden waterproof trainers and going for a run trainers. That's four pairs, which is an incredible effort. John Hopkins has been on. He says, uh, what about this? Awake, slippers, work boots, overshoes, home, flip-flops, five-a-side trainers, back home, different slippers, pub trainers, back home, original slippers, bed. I haven't even counted that amount of shoes up, but I think he might be in the lead. It's home time on a Monday night, like I say, dealing with the big issues. You've been listening to The Home Time Show on Absolute Radio. 
radio when you go home you've been listening to the home time show the, the last, last bit, bit of the no guarantee. guarantee soon may your tea will come you can watch tv in your tracky bottoms until then we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel the home time show is about the essex loop the bird invasion and i hate for bing the home time show we speak of pundit shoes and a lass called leona soon may your tea will come you can watch tv in your tracky bottoms until then we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel